developments have had as great an impact on our lives as these two idiots don't tell me you two are pretty good best in the company golly i'm so impressed you're talking about line of sight yeah that's right exactly welcome to line of sight this is episode 211 recording december 7th 2023 and my name is adam and my name is nathan and happy to be here with you happy hanukkah it started today yeah right yes did it start today or did it finish today i don't know how it works (laughs) i assume it started today yeah i would think so but but actually in all seriousness, happy Hanukkah and all the BS, not to get into anything, <laughs> but all the BS our good Jewish friends have been going through. Absolutely. Um, I'm drinking a Mary Berry Buble. That's the uh, Michael Buble actually with the accent and the e written on the can holiday that guy's cashed in on that yeah uh i almost got divorced over this brand <laughs> because brenda always calls them bublés and i'm like it's not buble it's bubbly that's just the advertising and she's like no it, it's like this huge argument but is she joking <laughs> No. Or is she serious? Well, I'm, I think she's saying it as a joke because that's right. the thing. But because she always says it, and I'm like, that's not what it is. You're, you're succumbing to the advertising. <laughs> but this one actually has it written on the can. So I came home and I said, I got some buble. And I had to show her. Mm. So we worked it out, but it, it got pretty heated because there's some serious tones before (laughs) punches were thrown uh yeah yeah no totally understandable as much as like i don't dislike michael buble is it michael yeah (laughs) (laughs) pretty sure I, i have no issues with him but like i'm not like some of his songs are fine they show up on 885 they're fine but i i sincerely like his i think his child had cancer or some crazy rare disease yeah and it's like he's doing okay now so it's like i do think of him when you think of like oh it must be nice (laughs) get all that bubbly money but it's like not if your child has cancer like you know what i mean like he would throw that all away like i i just like you feel so sorry for people it doesn't matter how good you think they have it have you been listening to 88.5 not as much as i used to be it's not like it's not light 88.5 they've changed again but is it still light no music oh no it's 
I forget the name now, but it's a country station. Oh. Because we don't have enough country. We need another country station. Is there a lot of country stations? I don't know. I feel like I there are enough country. in the area that you don't need another one. And they're all the same. And I... Uh, <laughs> well... I agree with that. I tagged them in uh, a Facebook post, a, a, a mini rant, if you will. And then uh, the page, the Facebook page for 88.5 replied. And they're like, you can still listen to our sister stations, this and this. And I said, not in Aurelia because radio has a range. <laughs> so I don't know what, I forget the numbers, but uh, they may reach you. And it would be the same thing as what it was on 88.5, but it's a different frequency because they have good stuff yeah like it is awesome just calm music it is radio music yeah that's what i, think I feel like, like when they switch from the jewel to light 885 there there's a little bit more popular like yes. current stuff which i didn't mind it wasn't like offensively bad but i mean to lose the lounge or the <laughs> instrumental concert series like <laughs> they had some great programming no, no they did and i liked i would use soundhound on them all the time to like what is this song and uh just things that i would recognize from years ago and then they coming up again but it, that is uh disappointing i guess the only solution is uh going digital yeah and like just streaming another light channel but yeah radio is meant to be <laughs> like it was a perfect background music channel yeah it's a perfect dentist office channel <laughs> is what i'm saying yeah uh, so that alone and yeah going digital it's like yeah it's convenient you can listen to exactly what you want to but then you don't get those times where it's like, oh, what's this? And you discover something new. Right. But I'm saying listen to them digitally. Yeah, those other ones. Yeah, I guess I'm sure like there's a can, way online. You can stream. But I'm, I, every, oh, every radio station you can stream now. I only listen to my car, and I'm not right. going to do it on my phone in my car. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's hard to like, okay. There's convenience have... in having something that's just on when you start yes. your engine and it's there right. not the fiddle with no, anything. I agree. I sound agree. like such an old man but it's true well it's like only old people have cable anymore yeah right right and i was talking to a buddy and he was saying like his grandfather and it's just like he set up netflix and a bunch of stuff for him and then it's just like Nope, he'll never use it. Yeah, he'd rather watch the same TV shows with commercials. Yeah, and they're just going. <laughs> it's like you know you when you go pee, you can going. pause it. <laughs> it's like nope, you're gonna miss that part of the show. Too bad. That that is uh, an experience though. Like growing up with that, and it's like I'm gonna go to the bathroom during commercials, and then it's coming back on, and you're not back yet. <laughs> There's like, yeah. there's something special about that, especially when you're w with other people and they're like yelling, it's on and yeah, whatever. Like it what is a time. Honestly, our generation, we are, 
we are a, a very unique generation like everyone yeah. has their things whereas like you could say before and after horse and buggy or computers cell phones or anything but the before and after of entertainment the way it's developed and specifically the internet and streaming like we all have that where it's like we all remember no internet and no netflix but like our children have no concept of not being able to watch every single episode of whatever show they want yeah anytime in perfect hd like that's the other thing like i grew up with no cable so it's like we'd be watching stuff and it looks like complete trash and then you're not getting the full episodes and then there's things that you missed yeah and all this stuff so yeah just the insane convenience but we're the generation that had both we're like kids younger than us referring to myself as a kid still kids <laughs> younger than us kids are, you know uh, children born after 2000 who are now 23 years yeah. old <laughs> right have Those no kids. concept of this and then ones that are older than us like obviously they have what we have now but like they really grew up with uh normal tv like it used to be but we kind of grew up with both of them yeah even just like video games the concept of like four player stuff on the n64 then going into playing online where it's like no one had that yeah <laughs> you know what i mean and like our kids have no concept of not playing multiplayer online with a thousand kids from korea and all this stuff yeah and all this stuff um I don't know if you've seen this reel floating around uh this is Christmas related. Tim Allen's The Santa Claus. There's someone it's like, how have I watched this movie for wh however long it's been out? It's over 20 years obviously. How have I watched this and never noticed this and it's showing a bunch of parts where there's kids in the background that have pointy ears. So there's yeah. like elves throughout it and it's like I know how you have never noticed it because we had VHS or TV with SD picture that not even full SD, it would have been like garbage SD. So you, mm -hmm. you wouldn't have even noticed those things until HD came around. So yeah, it'd be easy to miss. And at that point you're so familiar with it. You're not even looking, but right. Uh, and you're watching it on a 19 inch yeah, tube TV. Exactly tiny tv crappy picture so yeah um even older than that i remember uh also a christmas movie technically gremlins in uh i don't know if it's a commentary or i think it must be a commentary track for uh red letter media they're watching gremlins on blu-ray and they're commenting on that exact thing like um, Mike saying I only ever watch this on VHS and you're he's seeing all these details like oh look you can see gremlin footprints in the dust on this thing and it's like you n there's no way you would have ever seen that yeah. this attention to detail maybe in the theater but like that's something lost to time that's been resurrected by glorious HD yeah two things come to mind I went and saw the abyss 
and so that's 4k special edition in theaters yesterday and it's like yeah it looks awesome i love how it looks uh there's a whole thing about that but then at the beginning they're not i think they're kind of on an oil rig like it's an underwater thing but there's guys in the background working and it's just like they're not really doing anything because it's just like the conversation it's ed harris and stuff there it's like what they're doing i've done where they're like you have a giant wrench on something and then you're hitting it it with a hammer and the way they're doing it it's just like that's not on anything (laughs) it's so fake and then even uh watching now big screen 4k braveheart and some of the fighting in the background is so unenthusiastic yeah and it's just like those guys aren't trying to kill each other in the front they're coordinated and trying to kill each other the stuff in the background it's just like guys do do like yeah. it's just like things that it's just noise it's just like no yeah yeah you no wouldn't ever see at. that yeah but yeah movie making is much stuff. harder now you have to put that effort into everything yeah well that kind of ties into what we're talking about <laughs> really looking forward to aquaman <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Is that out it's on gonna, Christmas? Is it like It will be. I think it's the twentieth. I thought because it was Christmas is Monday Monday. So whatever I guess. It's what before oh, okay. Is. I was thinking the Friday would be the twenty second. Okay, so then that's the day. So but then it might actually come out Wednesday. The Wednesday would be the twentieth, so yeah, maybe. I thought that it was one of those where okay. it's like screw it, we're just doing it on Christmas Day. Right. No matter what day it falls on. I think there's something on coming out on Christmas Day. Maybe that Ferrari movie. I'm kind of interested in that. But yeah. No, Aquaman looks awesome. Yeah. Not even kidding. Aquaman's <laughs> the 22nd. So yeah, it might be a day earlier or whatever they do for the theater. <laughs> These dates don't matter, apparently. Um, well, that yeah, they don't. They really don't. Even with the newest Mission Impossible, like I think I saw it on the Monday. There was a special screening. Yeah, and it's like, but the official release date was like Friday or Wednesday, and it's like, but we're backing that up. It's getting crazy now. There's no more midnight madness stuff. The Aurelia Theater is such garbage that on Tuesday, which you would think would be a popular day because it's a cheaper day, they only had one screening of each movie and they were all around the same time. So it's just like, okay, each theater, one show time and we're, we're out. That's it. And I don't know if that's just the new thing or if that was just a special occasion for them for some reason but uh that's insane like i'm sure fridays have more show times but it's like tuesday 
you you can't have two show times like an earlier one and a later one like it was all around between 6 30 and 7 30 like everything was yeah, starting and <laughs> it does seem like there's a thing with that where it's uh Good night, buddy. Good night. Say bye to Mr. Adam. Bye, Mr. Adam. Bye. Okay. Good night, buddy. Good night. Shut the door. Okay. Uh, 23. That's fine. What were we talking about? Showtimes. Oh, yeah. Very inconvenient showtimes. Whereas, like, you have to go earlier and earlier. I guess this is us turning, getting older. It's like, I can handle it a little bit, but I don't want to start a movie at 9.30. <laughs> I would, though. Uh, and I, I, I do it. I still do it. I, I, I just prefer not to. Especially when they're so long. Yeah. Like, I'm sure they've done their research and just people aren't seeing enough movies for them to justify having that many show times. But I find it hard to believe that it's that much worth not showing anything. It doesn't seem like it costs anything. Yeah. You just have to have people around for concessions. Just don't have as many people. And the, th the thing is, then, because you have everything starting within an hour of each other, and that's it, it was so busy in the lobby because everyone was there all at once. If you staggered a little bit, then it's not as crazy. Yeah. Do I have to tell everyone how to do their jobs? <laughs> I will say, so I did a double feature. I did the Godzilla and the Abyss yesterday, and it was the most perfect bang bang you could ask for 340 start for uh godzilla six o'clock for the abyss literally credits are rolling at six o'clock on godzilla and it's like you still got 10 15 minutes of commercials and credits to get to the next theater it was beautiful take a little whizzy it was awesome Nice. All right. We're really excited to talk about this. Seems. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what movie are we talking about? We are going to talk about Santa Claus the movie from 1985. Um kind of special i only i when I, I have it on uh dvd and i've never watched it i know it's available somewhere else is it prime i i watched it on prime yeah i decided to go for the dvd for a more authentic garbage experience um but when i put it in the player for whatever reason it started playing the trailer and I thought it was going into the movie and I'm like, oh, this is a weird narration, but it was it turned out to be the trailer. But it ended and it said, coming November 27th, which is 
and this is 85 so that is exactly one year before i was born that's my birth date but a year earlier so that's special pretty pretty cool um so yeah that was <laughs> getting me primed to watch it so why you just found this on your shelf so i had it why why are we watching i didn't watch it last year i don't know when i got it but it was before christmas last year and i didn't end up watching it and then now it's now it's this year so it was like i do want to watch this i knew you hadn't seen it and i knew it was available so it made it convenient um i don't think i've heard anyone else talk about it but i know you have i've perhaps i have because film junks has talked about it yeah jay jay likes which i haven't ever heard it come up but i did see that's one movie that jay hasn't scrubbed a rating (laughs) so yeah they did uh in their jurassic park premium they have a bonus there and this is like 10 years ago must be because it was one of their first premiums and uh, they did like a special Christmas one, and this was Jay's pick. Hmm. So I remember them talking about that, but that was like, yeah, I think it is 10 years ago because I remember them. Reed is insane in it, where I think he gives this movie a zero out of four stars. They were still doing four stars, and he gives A Wonderful Life like one and a half stars. <laughs> something insane and it's just like trying to be provocative and i just distinctly remember that (laughs) just the maniac yeah (laughs) like casablanca two stars (laughs) like okay yeah uh but yeah i i just remember jay saying uh i didn't look this up should have but how connected it is to superman the movie so same title and then i think a lot of the producers and maybe some of the writers and it's the same like group or studio and like even the marketing some of it like you'll believe reindeer can fly you'll believe a man can fly and just even uh the movie itself with uh, Lex Luthor is kind of like with uh, John Lithgow, like evil businessman, 80s kind of stuff. The special effects, like it is, and it is almost like Santa as a superhero. Not so much, but it is an origin story type thing. So. I remember them pointing all that out. It's like, yeah, I could see that. Uh, For this, where it is, like, not a direct, like, copy of Superman, but there are, you could see how it came from the same people. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Some of their taglines... Uh, this year he really is coming to town. Guess who's coming to town? The legend comes to life. 
seeing is believing which is funny because then in the santa claus they don't say they say believing is seeing mm-hmm. <laughs> santa claus the spirit of christmas but who is he really from the team who brought the three Superman blockbusters to the screen comes a story to stir the imagination and warm the heart. So I don't have any experience with this. I, other than what you've said, which I'm sure you've told me before coming from uh, film junk, that's about it. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was just a, a cheap DVD I bought. I figured I'd watch it eventually. Um, so going at it pretty blank slate didn't know what to expect um no other than it i kind of figured it was like an origin story but didn't know what the plot would be and even 45 minutes into it didn't see any sort of plot right (laughs) i i wrote that down i paused it at the 40 minute mark where it's like nothing has happened yet yeah not that like a ton has happened but nothing where it's like what is the conflict yeah but that is the best part yes Uh, totally agree just to not bury the lead the the origin story and like the mythology of santa claus like it's a little weird but i liked it uh, I was getting kind of like never ending story vibes from it. Just okay. the era and like some of it, it feels very much fantasy, but you're still on earth. It's not like a completely mm-hmm. different realm, but then like the elves show up and there's all this kind of weird stuff with them. Um, but uh, yeah, I was, I was enjoying it and I think I was liking it more and more as it went until that story starts of um like this is the the synopsis on imdb the legend of santa claus is put in jeopardy when an unscrupulous toy manufacturer attempts to take over christmas i'm not sure that that's even (laughs) accurate but there is another and maybe it's on letterboxd the description is something even more uh on the nose but uh yeah, John Lithgow shows up as evil businessman, like the most caricature caricature ever. And mm-hmm. I can't, I almost can't believe he ever got a acting job after this. <laughs> like yeah. It's it's almost like a cross between um I don't know, like his if lord farquad from shrek was a businessman mixed with the cartoonishness of jim carrey's the mask character like i I was getting strong mask vibes from his face like the way he like his teeth were and like just over animated and cartoonish it's like this is insane (laughs) Did you see the new Muppet movies? And by new, they're probably 10 years old now. Yeah, you're referring to Chris Cooper. (laughs) Right, but like that, they are like playing an 80s 
yeah evil businessman on purpose yeah like, it's a with of one of their kind of lines stuff. well his whole thing like, of being like maniacal laugh yeah maniacal laugh. laugh and yeah just there's oil under but the like that studios and this is not that far off no this is that's the thing but like, this is it like, playing it as comedy not playing it straight right. which is no. then more comedic when you play it straight so right. they hadn't figured that out yet um yeah i guess this is making the trope yeah and then for chris cooper to come in later well <laughs> i don't know like i'm sure there was stuff before this, this is 85 so like well I... and it's actually funny that i mentioned uh a wonderful life because you could almost say that's a comical, like, evil businessman, too, and that. Not, like, I would, to the same level, but, like, it is, the, like, the evil businessman. Yeah, I think that is, is more of the standard trope, but right. not comical. Right. It's not trying to be in that, but when you get someone like this, it's basically a version of that. Because, yeah, Mr. Potter is, like, mm -hmm. the epitome of just, like, evil businessman for evil's sake. Like, right. <laughs> that's the th thing that, like, drives me nuts at the end of that movie. It's like, so he just keeps that money? Like, right. what? what is going on? Like, <laughs> got to watch that this year still. Uh, I forget if I've mentioned I that. I haven't seen it that much. I think I mentioned it last year when I watched it for Christmas. I've put it on my top 100 list. It's that good. Like, I, oh, I yeah. like it that much now. Uh, I hadn't seen it that much, but now getting into it and watching it every year, like the past couple years. Yeah. And even last year, we watched the colorized version and yeah. not that it made it better but i i liked it it wasn't like oh this is garbage it was just like oh that's that's cool i kind of like uh the colorized effect and like that old timey look on things yeah and i know that there's been some like modern wasn't there some modern horror movie that had a weird color palette this year that was connected to was it Pearl or something? These movies? Yeah, Pearl was like a prequel to X. Right. But then the, I just... Yeah. I, the 50s but I'd like that. If I had... If I was a director and was making a pile of different movies, I would make one look like it's colorized. <laughs> like make it look where it's like... Uh, I think uh, an American in Paris or... Th those types where they're just like playing around with it and like film it in black and white but then have it colorized later i kind of enjoy that weird look where everyone's skin tones are like flat and the same <laughs> and it's just uh, whatever yeah yeah but this i totally agree the first half or whatever is it two hours or hour and a half whatever it's about an hour is. and a half yeah so pretty much the first half if you're saying 45 minutes yeah it's like i'm because i looked up like what it's rated and stuff and it's like what's the big problem here yeah and like i thought i was gonna be 
just like, oh, this is awesome. Everyone's dumb. This is underrated. Yeah. <laughs> and this is this little hidden gem that's been forgotten about. And then, no, the second half, you kind of realize why this is not a classic. Oh, it's an hour and 47. Okay. That could be a part of the problem. Yeah, where once it gets going, it's because I falls apart. Yeah, then the majority of it is that second half. Like it's obviously not split right down the middle. If it's about forty-five, basically, for those who haven't watched it, uh, his he he needs a helper elf. He's got all the standard toy makers, but it's decided that Santa needs a right hand man. And they have mm-hmm. a little bit of a toy off with two of the, the main guys. And uh, Patch, played by Dudley Moore, is kind of the clear favorite. Like, mm-hmm. he's been featured mostly through the movie, so you kind of figure he's going to do his thing. And he's all about inventions. So he makes like an automated thing for making toys and. It goes yeah, great at first. Line. Yeah. yeah, so he's mass producing things, but then it runs into issues. No QC, and uh, kids right. are getting Where hurt it's... on scooters and wagons. And that that scene actually feels very Superman. Yeah, the, the, all those mo- montages were like I haven't seen the Superman movies that much, but like when he's. Uh, bad and like wrecking the eiffel tower and stuff like that like it feels like that kind yeah. of montage where it's just like jumping from one thing to the other but yeah there's no quality control there it seemed a little well why can't we just fix the quality control yeah <laughs> it's like and the things it's that not... it shows happening like there's supposed to be all these screws that go into one thing and yeah. none of them go in. And it's like, how did that ever get out of the North pole? Like it would have come out right. in pieces. It wouldn't have even been like, Oh, that didn't, it's a little loose. It's like, no, there's zero screws in that thing. Yeah. And it is interesting <laughs> because it is, uh, like there's nothing inherently wrong with, a production line but that's kind of their point that it's like no production lines don't work yeah <laughs> where it's like it'd be one thing if it's like oh they're cutting corners and using cheap material yeah and like plastic instead of wood and or steel or something and it's like oh we're being cheap but there's nothing like that and i actually i do remember jay mentioning another 80s rocky four where he, he loses or maybe rocky three whatever no rocky four where like he has to get back to the basics of like go work out in the russian tundra right and then dolph lundgren's all like roids and science and like in a sterile place and it's just like no you don't do that. You need the handcrafted, right? It's the same thing with this, or it's like, no, you need the handcrafted toys. We can't have the production line. Yeah. Like it has to be the more, uh, old timey ways, but 
even with that, I do love that production line where it's like it's it's so like everything's wooden. Yeah, it still looks like handmade stuff. It's not like yeah, all of a sudden like it's the paint modern. brushes. Like yeah. it's not like it's sprayed. It's still paint brushes. Yeah, and stuff like that. So all that the all the production design and special effects, even throughout the whole movie, but especially in Santa's workshop, I absolutely love how everything is like wooden and these sets are like gigantic yeah and it's like huge beams and stuff and i just love all of that it kind of reminds me like you kind of get a vibe of uh hook even with like yeah very practical there's nothing fate well it's all fate but you know what i'm saying it's not uh just the paint with the reminder me of the lost boys shooting paint and it's just like a mess but it's nothing's digital nothing's it's all there on screen so yeah uh yeah i love all the beginning stuff the (laughs) batman begins of it all where like it starts and it's just like oh it's santa claus just in a normal sleigh with two reindeer yeah and he's just delivering toys and there's and just there's a like no things. setup of who he is like no it just gets going and i that's why i really liked it it's not like yeah. all this before stuff of like i gotta deliver toys to children because this like it's just he's doing it and like it opens with an old lady telling some story about uh, the elves. I forget what they call them, but uh, yeah, it's some weird name. Yeah, some f- fantasy name. But uh, yeah, I like that and the era. Like it's super old time. Um, and there's a lot of things like this, but that like opening shot. Um, it's like a little cabin in yeah the snow. Uh- so it looks, it's like a postcard or Christmas yeah. card, I guess. But there's a lot of things like that. Um, I was trying to keep track of things that I saw. Like there's a lot of stuff at the North Pole like that, like especially um, when they first see it. And it's kind of, I don't know if there's Northern Lights going on, but it's just kind of like open ice field and these uh, cliffs at the side and the castle appears fortress of solitude yeah um there's a nice snow globe that transitions to a street scene that looks very nice um there's a lot of matte paintings so i think that's also why they just look like something Mm -hmm. that'd be on a card because it looks like a painting because it is uh and then there is one that's completely different for all of those but um this is getting towards the the climax Santa's all distraught or whatever and he's like staring into the fireplace and just the the setup of the shot him staring at the fire and Mrs. Claus is kind of in between and she's knitting it's like this is an amazing picture <laughs> yeah so there's a lot of good like production stuff like that but it's undercut by the, that second hour where you're mostly in the city the yeah. modern 
80s New York or wherever it is. Yeah. And it's like... What happened to Santa Claus? Obviously, there is supposed to be that contrast. But I don't want that. I don't want to see that. I would have much... I don't know. I was trying to think of what would the solution be. And like... uh, I I don't know what story you could have told where it's still like 90% in the North Pole. Or something where it would be like maybe you have to have because they're kind of pushing the thing where like Santa Claus is overworked and maybe have it like the Santa Claus where like the Santa Claus does you can only get 200 years out of a Santa Claus and then he's gonna retire and Dudley Moore is going to take over for him and he gets fat yeah, or whatever and becomes Santa Claus or something because yeah going to the city it's such a contrast and it's just like I don't want to be here it's like I don't I, I was enjoying myself it's not like the most thrilling stuff is I, I love the North Pole I love all this magical stuff I'm down with it. But yeah, as soon as we get into the modern stuff, yeah, I, it just stinks. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, Santa's workshop's better. And you do feel, where's Santa Claus? Like, he's not the main character, it seems like, in the second half. Yeah. Like, I wonder what the actual screen time of Dudley Moore, John Lithgow, and, and the, him. And then there's the kids. And then, yeah. Which, the, yeah, I don't mind kids. the kids. There's uh, a little girl, and she, when we're introduced to her, she's just kind of like this rich family's daughter, but her parents aren't around anymore for some reason. So she's like raised by a nanny and then she's staring out the window and sees this street kid. And then she's kind of like nice to him and giving him food and letting him come inside and stuff. So it's like, that's kind of nice. That's like a nice heartwarming Christmas thing. But then, uh oh, her evil uncle is John Lithgow. Or it's like, it's not even her uncle. It's like a step uncle or something stupid like that. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, uh, him and Dudley Moore and that whole plot, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand the motives for anything going on there. Like, so basically Dudley Moore's fired and this other elf gets the the job and then he runs away to yeah. the city <laughs> Which is like Elf. You would think there would be more like culture shock or something. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know if I just stopped caring and I missed things. I know I stopped caring. But there's things where it's like, why is he like, how did he get hooked up with this guy specifically? Like, did he seek him out? Like, I there's something missing there. 
there is i i feel like we watched this movie in the exact same way and <laughs> we just were getting checked out yeah quickly when it started not to make sense and it's like okay i understand why yeah. this is rated the way it is yeah so there's some plot about he he is magic dust and makes a lollipop that kids when they eat it they can fly it's basically like the reindeer food i don't understand what the goal of this whole thing is like why for one he is doing it i kind of get uh what's john lethgo's name bz is that his name (laughs) something stupid like that and uh he's kind of on board because it's like it's almost like maybe it's like a metaphor for drugs where it's like the first taste is free and then everyone's going to want our stuff right is kind of what it is but it's like then they make a candy cane and it turns out that that will explode if it gets warm or something and what i just summed up in 30 seconds is a good hour of the movie <laughs> Yeah. So that's the problem. It's like I kind of get it because even Elf the plot of that is so thin. It's like Yeah. At the end it's like, "Oh, I guess you have to have some sort of conflict. This is where it kind of sucks. The fun of it is seeing the fish out of water stuff, but then you have to have this like Christmas spirit and whatever and it gets kind of weak. But at least like that's just the very end because it's a movie so you need something but this it's like it commits a lot of time to this and there's no real payoff there's like a chase at the end that is nothing (laughs) yeah no it's it's absolutely nothing and i'm just reading my notes here for at the i don't know exactly what this is but it's uh just after my note about the magic food for the reindeer yeah and how even the reindeer like most of them are puppets yeah the but like there are great. but there are real reindeer like wide angle running and stuff yeah but the animatronics are great but then my next note is a little boring but great <laughs> as far as like the yeah, first half it's true it's, it's like, like boring in that old movie style where it's like yeah. kids today are not gonna have their attention held but just the the effort put into all that stuff it's like this is uh unique and charming yeah it's not and exciting would, but it's charming i would say <laughs> it's not in the same ballpark but it's in the same attempt of like Wizard of Oz yeah. is amazing, but like when they she first gets to the Munchkin, Munchkin Village, like she's there for a long time. You know what I mean? It's like this is drawn out. So you, I wouldn't say this. Like I don't find it that boring, but you could say like a little boring, but amazing. Yeah, <laughs> like for parts of Wizard of Oz or it's it's just not flashy or whatever and yeah it just completely for me falls off the rails but all that like montage stuff and going through the centuries 
I think there is a different story there instead of like the kids are fine I don't mind them but it's just I don't care yeah I don't know make a different conflict make a conflict that they uh they don't have I know it's all magic so it seems like you can make magical solutions but we don't have enough whatever material to make enough toys or yeah just do like a real thing like santa's sleigh breaks down and like something happens and that's the conflict and just like keep it internal to the santa world instead of like yeah the john lithgow stuff is just horrible yeah um the oh yeah and just one more sorry but like i love like the nightmare nightmare night before christmas is developed yeah in this yeah and like stuff like that where it's just like all the santa stuff it reminds me even of obviously the santa claus but when we talked about pirates of the caribbean and it's like every single thing you think about about pirates is put in here with like parrots and peg legs and like shiver me timbers like every (laughs) single uh stereotype or whatever you call it and it's just like pretty much the red suit every single little thing about santa claus maybe they missed a few but like it made pretty much everything's in there have you seen uh the rankin and bass santa claus is coming to town like i don't think so like rudolph but uh okay it's um about the origin of santa claus mickey rooney is his voice and it's like this but like i think this does it better um fred astaire is the narrator and he's like a mail delivery man and so he's committing a federal offense and opening other kids mail and reading these letters to santa saying like oh i get all these every year and they're always asking santa these questions like why do you wear a red suit why do you laugh like that and why why do the reindeer fly like all these questions and then the story which takes place over like one year maybe two it's all answered uh of like each one of these things or i guess it shows him as a baby so it's over more than that but still uh it's like oh that's why that's where the elves came from that's where his name came from that's why he wears a red suit this one is a little less like direct in those things but it is checking off those boxes of like here's why he uses reindeer and here's how they fly and like there's this prophecy that kind of covers a lot of things too it's like this was foretold and this is the night you're doing it and like it's just like oh okay (laughs) like he's just kind of thrust into it which i do like that whole beginning because it's like you're with uh claus and mrs claus (laughs) at the beginning where like they straight up die (laughs) and and the the reindeer it's like I was just like, what? They died? And then yeah. they're brought back to life by magic? Yeah, so either they're in heaven, they're dreaming, or 
Yeah, because it's like this could be, you could say, parts of it like that he didn't like this is what he's he was doing before giving gifts out. Yeah, and it's like he's gonna do it on roids. Yeah, and at a global scale, this is what like his heaven would be. Yeah, so that could be. Uh, yeah, yeah. So there's that, and then it's just. Uh, he's kind of just thrust into things and you're learning these things as they are. And that is always a good device. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't recognize him. I only saw when I was looking at the cast, but the old elf that comes and talks to him and there's like the two guys carrying his beard for him. Did you recognize mm-hmm. him? No, that was uh, speaking of Rocky. That's Meredith Burgess. Oh, penguin. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I loved his whole thing. I liked him. Like some of his lines, like he says, time travels with you. And that's a a great thing of like, how does Santa do it all in one night? And it's like, well, a magic. But like just even just saying that, it's like, that's cool. It's like he's not traveling within time he's with time like that's just a cool phrase and there was other little things like that i do like how some of the elves speak and they repeat things backwards and forwards (laughs) i forgot how uh some of examples but i enjoyed that yeah i thought the elves were pretty good overall like they looked small but then when they're with Santa, it's like he's only maybe a head taller than them. Right. But they do the camera kind of tricks where it's just when it's just showing them, they look a little smaller. Like the props, I guess, are a bit bigger than they should be. So it gives that uh, perspective thing. Uh, yeah. And I like their design. Like uh, they're all a little different. But yeah, some of the costumes are, are great. And the uh, kind of casual or down mr and mrs claus outfits they've got some weird like polka dot stuff going yeah, on yeah, and yeah. it's just so funny but it's like sure they just kind of dress like elves in the off season i guess <laughs> yeah and one thing i was reminded of the great christmas classic uh fat man yeah but <laughs> gotta watch that yeah all all the uh what is the word iconography or like images of yeah. Santa, all that kind of stuff is awesome. Uh, but you know what kicks butt? Quilts. <laughs> Santa and quilts are like the ultimate cozy. <laughs> like, and it just makes me think of Fat Man, where they do such a good thing with that, with like, the, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Claus, Mr. and Mrs. Claus's cozy house compared to like the cold thing of the bad guy in that, where it's all steel and concrete. And this, just the quilts and like their little bedroom when they have like that door and the little stairs. It's like almost like a bunk bed cottage bed and it just seemed like the coziest place on earth wood is very cozy with a quilt 
Yeah, I need a cabin. Yeah, cabins are great. Oh yeah. Uh, I also like Mrs. Claus. I think. She's oh yeah, really she's good. good. And I like how she likes Santa Claus. Like she's proud of him. Yeah. And happy for him. He hasn't even done anything yet. Like it's just his yeah. first time going out. She's like, I'm so proud of you. And it's like, for what? Like. Right. He just kind of was given this. It's like you haven't done anything, but it seemed genuine, and you you kind of uh, believe her. <laughs> yeah. Um, here's another thing opposite of the Santa Claus. Uh, in this, when they first see the elves, I think it's her that says it. She's like little people, and then one of them says, "We prefer to be called elves." <laughs> And then in the Santa Claus, there's when he's like at the school for the like your parents' day or whatever, and then the one kid, uh, or it's like something about making the toys, and he's like, "The elves do it, stupid." And then the teacher's like, "We don't say stupid, and we don't say elves. They're little people. (laughs) (laughs) It's the opposite. These actually do want to be called elves. It's like take your woke." PC garbage and shove it. You don't know what they want to be called. Yeah, that's what they are. They're elves. Yeah. Uh, lot of montages. You already mentioned it, but like I was noticing, and I I like them. But it's like, okay, we got a montage of making toys. Got a mon like just montages of everything. That's mm-hmm. the majority of the storytelling in this. Uh, I know you like a good montage. I don't know if they're oh, a good montage, especially but... an '80s montage. These are not. They're okay, as... but uh, they're okay. I feel like they're a lot but of the they're, same. They're kind not of as creative too. Yeah. Uh, but that thing with the "Twas the Night Before Christmas," like I'm guessing, it's like that's when he's been doing it for hundreds of years already, and then right. it's showing basically like they discover oh this guy wrote this poem and they're reading it to him uh but i like that he he gets him to repeat the one part it's like what was that and it's like uh his his belly jiggles like a bowl full of jelly is like is that how they see me (laughs) he's like offended and then you see him like eating celery it's like that's that's pretty funny and it, yeah, they don't commit that to that. Nice. It's just like, ah, oh, whatever. After that, he he doesn't care. But uh, yeah, <laughs> that no, is a for good sure. joke. It is. I love, not even, yeah. I love any of that kind of stuff. That's why I am a fan of Batman Begins. Like I love origin stuff, explaining stuff that we already know. Yeah, and just having a little twist on it. Or whatever, where it's like we all know where the story's going, and having it explained in a nice little way, or yeah, just a little twist on things, uh, and then other like I'm trying to think, but like more subtle things would be fun too when that happens in movies where it's just little references to things that aren't always just plastered in your face but yeah yeah um 
Does anything happen to John Lithgow's character at the end? Do we see well, anything he, happen? He, well, like he goes to space. Oh, I must not have been paying attention. <laughs> like he, he's like the last scene. He's screaming. He's literally. I don't know if he's. I don't know what the official line is, but he's up there. And then he's like shouting for help, pretty much demanding it as if someone, someone can do something. It's like it. you did it this to yourself. Yeah. So, how does that happen? Like, I'm assuming stuff blows up and it just rockets him no, to space, he, or ha- maybe we have different editions. I don't. I, don't, I honestly like <laughs> he it ended shoved and a I'm bunch like, of candy canes or something in his mouth when like the cops were going to break down the door. And that's like the end, or is the chase after that? Because I swear there's a chase and then it just ended, and I'm like, wait, did I miss something? Honestly, I was pretty checked out. I'm, yeah, I. I definitely was checked out. I was probably looking at cast and things like that on my phone. And there was a lot of things like that where it's just like, uh, I don't need to pay attention to this. <laughs> no. But yeah, then I realized I'm like, wait, I don't remember seeing what happened. I don't, I definitely do not remember space. I kind of, I knew where it was going, but I wouldn't have expected that. So I guess I didn't, uh, I'll have to pop that in see it not that yeah, I, want I honestly don't know the order of things so it w- it just seemed like a classic um 70s kind of movie where it just abruptly ends yes uh kind of like jaws but that that's my go-to of like we killed the shark let's go home and then that's it but it's like that makes sense and yeah connection with jaws his uh right hand man is the deputy like the guy that's right. John Lithgow's is the amity deputy who we just saw in something else because I remember bringing that up now I don't remember what that was hmm. um and yeah I don't really have anything else to say about this no. that kind of sums it up uh so i gave it a three as a generous like there's good stuff in here but the tail end does really drag it down um what did i give it two and a two half, and a half. Which yeah, I can I, I can go, see. <laughs> I could I couldn't give it a two because I've been giving too much crap to lately. Yeah. And it's it's definitely better than that. Yeah. So and it just felt like, all right, well I was thinking I don't think it's a five star movie, but I was thinking like half of this is good. So I will give it that yeah. two and a half. Half of it is fine. And it's actually a little less than half. But still, uh, yeah, yeah, I was there's... feeling like uh, at its height, it was a four, and that took a while to get to as well. Like I was maybe a three and a half from most of it, and then it's like, yeah. you know what, this could be a four. Yeah, and, it just and it's, knows there's dives. that scene <laughs> where they open up the ceiling. Yeah, you remember, and like 
I like those shots of like the crowd of elves and looking straight down at them and stuff. It's like this is good, yeah, and fun. But yeah, yeah. it was probably at the prophecy. It's like yeah, this is this is really hitting the sweet spot, yeah. and like all the effects. Like there's the really kind of. I don't know if it's cheap, but like old effects of just like stars. Yeah. Glittering. And the letters flying and stuff. Yeah. yeah the letters look very like uh, 2D animated. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where I think it's charming in, a, in that way. So um, this guy uh, from Jaws, he was in Halloween 2. That's what we watched. I knew it was something that we both watched. Um, yeah, Santa Claus the movie. It should, if it was just Santa Claus, it would be a great movie. But mm-hmm. because there's other stuff, which, yeah, you do need conflict, I get it, but not this one yeah it's santa claus is a hard hero to have conflict around because he's so good and like for him to have conflict kind of seems like he santa claus shouldn't have enemies or whatever you know what i mean it should just be like in the Santa Claus, it's just like circumstance and all this other stuff. It's yeah. not. We watched the Santa Claus uh, already this year, and um, there's no villain, and I love that. Yeah. yeah. You could say, like, yeah, the cops are after him at the end. But, and yeah, but that, that's just generic. Yeah, like, that's not, not a villain. That's just opposition, sort of. But, like, yeah it's it's great and there's no real not that there's no resolution but it's just he gets away and they resolve the conflict of like oh he is santa claus and he loves his kid so all is forgiven and it's just like the family thing is resolved so uh but yeah it's it's great I mean, it, obviously these two don't work because it's two different origins, but it's like you could almost have these two combined somehow. Kind of like what you're saying where it's like maybe Dudley Moore takes over, but I, I don't think it makes sense that an elf would take over. But like you could have first half being the, the one origin and then throw a curveball and he he's replaced halfway through. And that's the conflict is uh, this new Santa and he wants to make changes. Like it doesn't Mm. work perfectly because they do say you're going to live forever now. So it's like, well, I guess Santa's immortal and he's not going to be replaced, but they could just as easily not say that. But uh, yeah, if you could kind of combine those two movies um, in a way get that uh, second half cleaned up Mm -hmm. for sure but I'm kind of glad I've seen it yeah 
it was worth it. That's why I, I gave it a more favorable rating. It, it would be a good background thing to have on. Yeah. Just for the visuals and some of the weirdness. So, yeah. Uh, that's one so, one Christmas movie down. <laughs> uh, next week, most likely Home Alone 1 and 2. And three and four and five. <laughs> okay, yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, that'll, Have you that'll seen be the any of this? Uh No, I've only seen one and two. I've seen parts of three on a plane, and I wasn't watching it. It was someone like beside me. Yeah. So, I know it's like a kid, and completely not connected. Different kid, different. He's like got the chicken pox or something is the reason he's home, but it's not like around Christmas. I know this like a little bit of information. That's about it. So I think uh, the fourth one, I don't know what's what. I, I know I've seen parts of one that was a fairly recent one and it was, it did go back to Kevin McAllister. The parents are separated, which is BS. <laughs> really i'm pretty sure the dad was in it like the same actor so it was before he died but not Catherine o'hara uh yeah that must be like maybe the fifth i feel like there's six because there's one on disney plus that came out in the past couple years there could even be six unless i'm thinking maybe that that one i'm thinking of is the fourth one but it's a different actor obviously it's not uh macaulay culkin but it is kevin and it's just it looks like just tv movie garbage messing yeah. with things pulling a han and leia split up <laughs> did you watch that thing that i sent uh most of it i didn't finish it because i yeah. didn't realize it was a half hour <laughs> <laughs> but I did watch a lot of it yeah. and yeah, I was on the same page and then I was like, you know what? I really do have to finish Andor cause I was agreeing with all the stuff about Disney plus star Wars shows and how like yeah. generic and nothing matters, but then there's Andor and it's like, it's actually trying and all this yeah. stuff. And I think I only had two episodes left and the, the structure of Andor wherever I stopped, it's not like it was a cliffhanger. So maybe right. that was why, I'd, and I just hadn't gone back to it. But uh, it's funny because there's a pattern forming. I just finished uh, or caught up on Loki because season two came out, and I hadn't watched all of season one. And then I blew through that because it was like, oh, I actually really like this. But I had only seen the first two episodes, and I wasn't into it and just stopped watching it. And then I blew through the rest of season one and season two. And it's like, that's probably the best Marvel MCU show. And then I did the same with Hawkeye because now it's Christmas time. That's a t- takes place at Christmas. Had watched the first two episodes, wasn't into it. Started watching it again. And it's like, oh, this is actually really good. And it's like, I don't know. They, they have a beginning problem. Like they're not interesting enough at the beginning, but once you get to the middle, then it's like, oh, now I care, and mm-hmm. it's fun, and there's action and stuff like that. So, yeah. gotta get back to Andor. I mean, I, I already know it's good. Like I've watched ma- the majority of it. It's not like the hook hasn't happened, but just the structure with like 
kind of mini stories throughout it yeah it's like three episodes yeah so i feel like i don't know wherever i am and i don't even remember i thought there was two but maybe there's three left so maybe i did like the three and then three and then yeah yeah it just the like i noticed it it's one of those like yeah why your brain notices things but when people articulate it but the whole thing of like him killing guys at the beginning yeah and it's like literally (laughs) yeah the inciting incident matters where stuff does not matter in other tv or movies where it's like things are just ignored or whatever and just like it's bizarre to me where yeah my favorite thing my favorite thing one of my favorite memes is all the he was the best guy around how about the people he murdered what murder (laughs) those ones and just like doing all the like villains yeah like Voldemort Vader uh like maleficent like all the loki like <laughs> i think loki, you even sent like, me that one <laughs> yeah it's just like i love all that or it's just like oh yeah we'll just ignore that i will uh, say loki is redeemed for sure I, I know you're probably not gonna watch it but i'm not gonna watch it. uh it's a really good arc uh and hopefully that's just it for the character the way season two ends uh, but it sounds like Hiddleston's on, he's good to do some more if, if they ever ask, but, uh, he likes those paychecks. Yeah. Money talks. Yeah, for sure. That's why I feel not bad, but like you and McGregor, he's not doing much. And then it's like, oh, I'm open for a second season of Obi-Wan. It's like, of course you are. Yeah. Like, you just like the money. but And it's not that this is, like, quality. Yeah. And what are you going to say? Like, no, I'm not open to, like, working with Disney again. Like, <laughs> if right. you say anything other than, yeah, I'm open to it, then it's just, like, closing the door. Like, yeah, you got to exactly. play along. <laughs> Yeah. So. <clears throat> uh, okay, let's shut this down. Shut her down. Happy Hanukkah again. Uh, actually, you know what? It's eight crazy nights. I think it'll still be going on probably the next time we talk. We should do eight crazy nights. <laughs> I haven't seen, seen that. It. I I I would watch that. On Christmas Eve, the Gentiles gather round the Christmas tree. They stay at home and party with their Goyesha family. They disappear one day each year and pass the eggnog round. But it's all right, cause that's the night the Jews control the town.